What's going on, people? We are back. Welcome to another episode of Me, Myself and Basketball, the podcast brought to you by NBA UK fans, by the fans, for the fans, as always. Hope you guys are well, tuned out there, enjoy, enjoying, enjoying this um, amazing basketball season. It's, it's, as always, it's so gripping and so entertaining, man. For the new listeners, hello, welcome. Welcome to the NBA UK fans community. There's so many of you guys out there, it's unbelievable, man, but it's, it's so great, man. If you don't know on this podcast, you know, we, we meet a member of, a, of our NBA UK fans community, and we talk to them about their, about their journey in basketball, you know? How the heady, how they came to love the game, how they got into the game, who their team is, etc., etc. We'll delve into all that. As ever, I'm your host, I'm a comedian, Nathan Caton. And let, let's crack on, because today's guest, uh, I mean, I've, I've seen his name, his brand, all over social media in the NBA UK fans community. But I've never had the, the pleasure of actually speaking to him or meeting him until now. So... Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Martin Diane. How's it going, mate? Hello. Thank you very much for having me on. Hello, Nathan. It's an absolute pleasure. I was kind of hoping for, like, you know, cheers, sound effects, but never mind. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. No, it's all good. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm, I'm very excited about our chat. Yeah, man. It's good because I've, I've seen your name, I've seen your brand, but never to actually speak. But but now it's all good, man. I mean, for the people who, uh, who are listening, who may not know you, do you want to introduce yourself, tell them about you and what you do in the basketball world? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, uh, I'm Martin and I'm very heavily involved in the basketball community in the UK. Long time NBA fan, but my main focus is is really three on three basketball. So I run the largest, uh, the UK's largest charity basketball platform called the GG3X3. And um, we, we essentially provide opportunities for any basketball player of any ability, any size, shape, whatever background they are, give them an opportunity to play the game. And we do that through the amazing game of three on three basketball. And so that includes stuff like camps and clinics with kids, uh, doing good deeds in the community, like putting nets up on local courts, but also running our, our big tournaments which we do um, to raise money for charity, but also to bring the community together and provide an opportunity for the players as well. Oh, wicked, man. That's, that's quality, man. I, I mean, yeah, I said, I, I've seen the brand all over all over social media, man. Um, <laughs> doing big things, man. Big Glad up to, to you. see it. I mean, like, how, 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 did, how did that come about? How did you get into that? What, into the, uh, into the GG3S3? Yeah. Yeah, well, about four years ago, five years ago, um, uh, my friend of mine, uh, one of my best mates who I used to play basketball with, uh, unfortunately uh, succumbed to cancer. Oh, and yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, it was, um, it, it was a very tough time, but, you know, I, I tend to always take the, see whatever positive I can possibly take out of any situation, even as desperately tragic as that. And, you know, the reality is our friendship was built on basketball. And, um, mm. you know, we would spend hours watching games and playing any kind of NBA game you can imagine. And it got to a point where, you know, we'd like, I'd go around to his house and or his flat and he'd have a massive projector and we'd just watch all-star games and NBA games at stupid o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those things. So when he passed away, I just thought to myself, oh, you know, I should really do something in his memory. And so I created this tournament, this three-on-three tournament. And, you know, it really, the GG3X3 is, is actually short. It's an abbreviation for the George Goldstone three-on-three charity platform okay. so the gg3x3 that's what it stands for and now you know it started off as a one-off tournament in 2017 at a school and it was an amazing amazing experience and now it's you know one of the biggest charity basketball platforms in the uk so yeah very very proud of it oh quite, man i mean is it is it yearly or is it twice a year how many, how, how many tournaments do you have yeah so we um so before the pandemic we were running a summer and winter tournament and then last year we had big 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 plans and Hopefully, we're going to be able to run that this year as well. Because of all the other activity that we do, the tournaments end up being kind of once or twice a year. But the okay. main tournament is normally the, the summer GG3X3, which is um, a mammoth event, but incredible. You know, it's like players for, you know, female, male players, DJs, dunk contestants. Nice. Two years ago, we, we flew a dunk over from the US to be part of it. And it's amazing. Yeah. And so as well as providing opportunities for players and having an absolute festival vibe, so far, we've also raised 16K for cancer charities too. So there's lots of elements for it and in it that not only just make us proud, but also just makes, you know, provides an opportunity for the whole community to do, to do something good mm. and have fun. Oh, wicked, man. Yeah, wicked, yeah. Man. So it's been amazing. Oh, mate. I mean, how, how, many, how, many, how many teams did you have in the last tournament? So we had, last tournament we had, which was two years ago in 2019, which is so weird because every time 
I talk about, I always want to say last year. Yeah, yeah. Because I just, I just have no idea where 2020 went. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I just, I just, every day has been a blur since, <laughs> since January. And so we had probably about 25, 26 teams of, uh, and with three on three, you can have three players and a sub. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, hopefully this year, we'll be running another one at some point and aim to, to have a new category as well, which will be wheelchair basketball. So oh, wow. fingers crossed, we will have a load of games all happening at the same time. And, you know, we could have up to about 140, 150 players all playing basketball. So uh, in the same venue. So it's going to be really cool. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. You've got to come to it. Yeah, oh, mate, you ain't got to tell me twice, mate. Just tell me when. I'm there. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I mean yeah. you could be seeing like, the, the next... I don't know the next star, the future, the future star of the BBL NBA in one of your tournaments. I mean, I mean, I'm guessing you yeah. must see lots of players and think, oh, they've got something special. Well, you know what's really interesting is like a lot of, because three on three basketball is a very new sport, mm-hmm. and you know it's in the Olympics. Um, it'll be in the Olympics this year. It'll oh, yeah. be in the Commonwealth Games next year. Mm-hmm. Three on three basketball as as a sport is very new, and people haven't quite latched onto it just yet because also it's quite familiar and associated with streetball. People don't necessarily take that seriously and, and professionally. However, you know, some of the great players who, I mean, there are players that play professional five and five ball mm. that have also played three on three yeah. because it's, it requires a lot to do with skills and, you know, going ISO and, you know, being able to shoot the ball and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, legitimately, you see a lot of amazing players from all walks of life, some who haven't even played in a structured basketball game that just come along. They play in team and you're like, oh my god, this guy's got it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's incre- it's incredible watching the skills um, and the talent of people, and um, and it's even better seeing it in the UK as well because you know a lot of players, you know, maybe don't get seen mm. or are even trying to make it out there as well. So you know, the amount of times I've had players that have asked me to like just cut up their own highlights from tournaments and stuff, and I'm like, dude, I'm not a media guy. Like <laughs> I'm running <laughs> I'm running the event here. Like I can't cut up all the footage for you, but. But no, it's, it is really incredible. And, and you, yeah, you, like, you genuinely never know. I mean, one of the reasons why I love 3 on 3 is because it provides an opportunity for players to to test themselves, to challenge themselves mm. in a way that maybe they just haven't done before. And yeah, absolutely. Who knows? Maybe someone in the tournaments and maybe will be playing in the tournament this year, the GG3X3, could be the next MVP of the BBL or could or could legitimately go on to play NBA. Like there's every there's every opportunity that could be the case. You are the godfather of talent searching, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Appreciate that. <laughs> so let's get into um who you support, man. So uh, who, who's your yeah. team, man? Who's your team? I mean, if I have to admit it, that's a it's it's a hard life. But I'm an Orlando Magic fan. <laughs> That's that's my team. I'm assuming you're talking NBA here because yeah. obviously I've got other teams in in both three three and BBL. But yes, in the NBA, my team is Orlando Magic. Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, well, I'm, I'm not going to make the jokes. I'm sure you've heard all of the jokes about the Magic, you know, in, in the last I don't know how many years. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So um, okay, why, why? I'll ask the same question to ask everyone. Why? Why Orlando? Why the Magic? It's a really simple answer. When I when I was like nine or ten, my parents took me and my, my siblings to Disney. Okay. And for that very reason, it was at a time when Orlando was actually doing pretty well. Mm. And there was just so much merchandise and, and I mean, it all looked really cool. I just liked the look of it. I saw some of it on TV. And then when I came home, I was starting to get loads more into basketball. And I really wanted to play a lot more and read about it and, you know, watch as much as I possibly could. Okay. And Orlando were just out there, you know, they were really prominent. And I just thought, okay, well, Magic's my squad. There you go. And that was it. Literally, that's why I chose them. Little, little did he know the suffering he'd have to endure for, for the next <laughs> <Yeah>. few decades. <laughs> if, <laughs> if only I knew about what my future would entail. I'm not sure I would have, I'm not sure I would have picked them. I mean, it was, you know, they, they were, there were some amazing, there have been amazing moments in Magic history. Mm. But but sadly, some of the some of the downsides have been a bit harsher and a bit more memorable. So <laughs> um, yeah, that's a so, sad so life. So you going to, go to Disney World? Um, was that the trigger for you getting into basketball, or were you already a basketball fan before you had a team? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I'd I'd kind of started playing it anyway. I mean, when I was um, yeah, when I when I was much younger, when I was kind of seven and eight, my I've got an older brother. We used to play football in the back garden, and. Um, 
and he used to say to me, oh, everyone needs a goalie. So he used to just put me in goal. And then I think he just wanted to kick the ball in my face. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. And so he did quite a lot. And my sister had a netball hoop in the back. And when they were both away or, you know, just like not in the garden with me, I would take the ball and I would just shoot it into the hoop. So I started getting into the game a little bit more that way and then got a basketball. And then when I was 12, went to a little club and started doing training and stuff like that. I think I was the only kid in my whole year at school that had a football and basketball party for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then from that moment on, I just started playing it a lot more and, and, you know, played it at school and kind of met people that were into it as well. And that kind of just, that just, that just fed, you know, fed my love for the game really. So, yeah, and obviously watching all the old school stuff, you know, like the Channel 4 and it was like yeah. Chrysalis or I can't remember who it was, but you know, the Bev Turner shows and yeah, all that and stuff. Mark Webster as well. Mark Webster, yeah, 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 exactly. And just, you know, really, it was quality content on terrestrial TV, which was way more accessible than anything we'd previously experienced. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was amazing. And that just completely fueled it. And, you know, the, the thing for me was that, you know, I was playing a lot of different sports at school and my brothers, all, you know, you don't challenge my brother into question of sport because it'll just destroy you every single time. <laughs> but but basketball was just this thing that I just absolutely I loved every single element of the game. You know the athleticism, how fast it was, the speed of it. You know obviously the yeah. culture around it was really appealing to me. You know I loved my music as well, and just the showmanship. And obviously during you know the nineties and the two thousands, you know a lot of people will say an amazing era of basketball. It it really was. I mean now it's incredible too. But growing up it was just something else. Yeah, just yeah. Old school always was better, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> always, always, yeah, for sure. Showing our age, though, man. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, who was, was, was there one player in particular who, like, who, who kind of got your attention? That you were drawn to when, when you when you first started following the Magic. Who, who was who was the guy? Oh yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, in terms of in terms of like the celebrity status of certain players, when I started to watch the Magic, you know, we were really looking at kind of like I suppose nearing the end of the era for Penny, but then also Shaq coming into frame as well. And um, and so because of his absolute dominance, I mean, there's just no way that you know that I would in any way whatsoever relate to someone like like Shaq um, <laughs> in terms of playing ability or um, you know position size or look for that matter. But there was just obviously something really great about what he brought to the game, and um, mm. you know, and 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 I you know I would probably more associate myself with a shooting guard or a point guard, okay. but. You know, and so I love the whole team, you know, that kind of like Dennis Scott, Penny Hardaway, Nick Anderson, mm-hmm. you know, old school magic vibe. But but really it was um, it was kind of Shaq that drew me in because because also he was just completely overtaking the NBA as well. So yeah. Yeah. it was like the most exciting, exciting element. I mean, you probably feel the same way about, you know, certain players. And I know you're a Raptor fan. So yeah, um, for me, Vince Carter. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, just, it's amazing, man. Um, Air, Air Canada. Dominated. Yeah, exactly. Half, half man, half amazing. Yeah, just yeah, just the, the the videos of his dunks is ridiculous. Um, yeah, but, but then it's the same for like for Shaq. Even like if you if you didn't support the magical whichever team he's playing for, just to watch him, you know, just how dominant mm-hmm. he was, you know, at the post, and just seeing videos where he's like smashing the glass, you know, because his dunks are so so, <laughs> exactly. so hard. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I get it, man. Okay, so you said you did, did you play point or shooting guard? You said. Yeah, I played. I played a mixture of. I was kind of like a bit of a combo. I actually played one, two, and three, depending on kind of who the who the the team was that I was playing with. But mainly when I was at school and a little bit at uni, it was kind of like a, a kind of a two or a three. It really, it really depended. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, yeah. As as a player, who would you say like you based your game on? Like, who, oh, who did you try to be? That's a, oh man, that's a tough question. I mean, I mean, in all honesty, like it. It, there are certain players that just have certain finesse that I loved. I love to watch, and it's both NBA, but it was also and one as well. Okay. So the and one street ball crew were like a big influence on on me and what I would try and do with my friends and a bit of freestyling and showmanship. But you know, I I, I would probably say, you know, maybe seeing some of the skills of Penny. I would say Kobe, you know, yeah. in particular because of because of his footwork and because of just how smooth his game was. Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, there's, oh, by the way, I just like to point out. I'm not saying my game is as smooth. <laughs> my game was as smooth as Kobe's. I just like to. <laughs> you, you heard it here first, guys. You heard it first. <laughs> sort of clarify that point right there. But but you know, in terms of like an inspiration for the game, you know, it was actually you know what I really love about basketball players in particular, and uh, and um, you know what they can do on the on the court is is their poise. Mm. You know, that's a big deal for me. Like watching watching players on the get on the court and. And seeing their not just their poise, but how they react to certain situations, the IQ that they have, the ability to just take over a game when they want to, and you know, like those are stuff that I kind of those are qualities that I admire on and off a court. So, you know, for that reason, I suppose those players. And then for and one street ball, which a lot of people did say that a lot of these players could play in the NBA. I mean, you know, Skip to my Lou played for Magic. You know, he. He played. He played for Orlando Magic and was actually in the playoffs with them. You know, he was a street baller that really made it to to the big league, which was incredible. Mm. But yeah, I would say like uh, you know, Rafer skipped to skipped to Malou or Shane Dribble Machine. You know, these guys were just absolute showmen. But it was the it was the real uh, confidence about it. I tell you what, actually though, one more NBA player was just um, and not that I had any swag whatsoever, but the fact that Allen Iverson would oh. shoot. He he. The fact that AI would just always shoot. So even if he had a slump in like a first quarter or first half, yeah. and he would still shoot, mm-hmm. that was that was something that I really learned. Which is just you know you just you keep playing the game. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is kind of like a heads up, you know, heads up momentum. It doesn't really matter where you are, and mm-hmm. and I kind of you know I take that you know I kind of take that as a bit of a life lesson. You know, you hit some challenges, and I always say there's every there's a solution to every problem. You know. So no matter what comes at you, there's always some solution. There's always something positive that can come from it. And, um, and you know, like AI was like a, the epitome of that. You know, the things that got thrown at him. Oh, and yeah. What, yeah. You know, and what he managed to achieve um, in the NBA was just incredible. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you've seen his, uh, his documentary. Yes. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality stuff, I mean, man. oh, it's just amazing. I mean, the guy was like, he was a real athlete as well. Um, you know, he played, you know, I think in high school, he... He also won a state championship playing playing American football as yep. well. Um, just you know, absolute phenomenal guy, and you know, I think uh, I think rightly given the respect that he gets. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, man. He he, he would have got a chip if he went for that that amazing Lakers side, didn't it? So um, yeah, for sure. Mm. That's for sure. Um, so you, you, so I mean, been into into street ball and stuff. You mentioned showmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having swag. Okay, you must <laughs> yeah. question, right? If if you were to like land an amazing dunk on someone, what like what would be what would be your taunt afterwards? We you, you stare at them, you step over them like that we do with Allen Iverson. We just oh man, away. yeah. I mean, this is also why I love whole. This is why I love hosting dunk contests because <laughs> because I just project like what I would want to do with these players, <laughs> uh, and and just like what I see them do. I mean, I would I would probably just stand there and I do the Sean Kemp point. You know, like, you know, when he like threw, there's that really famous, I can't remember who it was that he's dunking over, but, um, but he lands, bends his knees and he just does this double point at the player. <laughs> he just like <laughs> looks at him and the player's on the floor and he just points at him with a double point. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I think that would be mine. What, what would yours be? Oh man, you know what, um. See, I'm I'm a bit of a gentle giant, so I'll, I'll probably okay. I'll give I'll give it a big. I'm like, yeah, what? Say something, bitch. <laughs> but then, like, if I'm to say, I'm like, mate, I was only joking. I mean, I'm really sorry. Like, <laughs> did I hurt your feelings? I'm so sorry. Can, can we be friends? Are we still friends? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Here's, here's, here's a sorry card sorry. That, that I've ordered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could just hand the card saying, "Sorry, you got dunked on." That'd be nice. Oh, that would be disrespectful, mate. That'd be amazing. Oh gosh, okay. We'll give someone someone's got an idea then. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible if you just had in your back pocket, like if you just had these you got dunked on cards and like call call me for help or something like that. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be sick. Uh, let's, let's talk about um, so you buying merchandise, right? So um, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing are, are, you, are you a big merch guy? Yeah, I mean, I love my merch. I mean, when I was younger, I used to collect all the Magic merch for sure. I have, I still, I think actually, uh, to be fair, my parents made me pick them up recently. But I went back to my parents' house and I picked up my twenty-two Orlando Magic caps that are in like lovely condition still. Oh, nice. That that my mum had delightfully wrapped up for me, like because oh. they repainted my old room and. 
and wrap them up all nicely and put them in the covers and stuff, which was so nice. But yeah, I used to I used to collect all the stuff. Like I love, you know, I love quality merch. I mean, I still have, you know, quite a few jerseys and stuff. And one of my one of my favourite jerseys is a uh, is a Lower Merion um, Kobe Bryant jersey, like a high school okay. jersey, because yeah. my number at school and and just generally has always been thirty three. So um, based on like all these different players, so like Alonso, based on Kareem based on Kobe, even Shaq was 33 at one point. And so all of these amazing, and Scotty, obviously, Scotty Pippen, and Larry Bird. I mean, they're just like incredible amount of players. And I just, mm. I remember thinking to myself, okay, I've got to pick 33. But one of my best, my best jerseys is uh, is that Kobe jersey for sure. Yeah, I love that one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I've got, I mean, obviously, I've got some Magic jerseys too. I have some, yeah, I've got like amazing, like, I've got Grant Hill and Nick Anderson. I've got, a couple of like pennies, uh, which I absolutely love. Um, yeah, I think maybe the Lower Merion one is probably just a bit more sentimental, but but yeah, I've actually got an original champion penny one that is like fading, but I just wear. And um, true story, I went to the gym. I don't know when it was. <laughs> some point, some point, I went to the gym, and um, there's this there's this guy, and I was just I was just like wearing my penny jersey in the gym. I'm about to go to a, like one of the machines or the weights or something, and this guy just comes up to me and he's like, "Oh, hey man, what's up?" And I was like, "Hey, uh, hey, what's up?" I was like, <laughs> "He's like this huge guy, like genuinely massive guy," and I was like, I'm, "I promise, I'm not using the machine you want to use." Um, and uh, and I was like, "I'll step away if you want." And he just turned around and he's just like, "He's like, where'd you get that top?" And I was like, "Oh well, like you know." Well, the funny thing is, I got it when I was a kid, and it was huge on me, so now it kind of just about fits, and. Um, <laughs> I said, oh, it's like an old top of mine. He's like, would you sell it? And he literally, what? yeah, literally like made me an offer on the day. I was like, look, man, I'm really sorry, but I'm not, I'm not selling this one. But then I obviously put him in touch with all the great, you know, the great people that are around, like Throwback and Hoop and Lee and, yeah, um, yeah. and, I, and I put him in touch with them. So, uh, but it was really funny. And actually kind of, because I'm just, you know, I'm so used to having it, so used to wearing it. Sometimes I kind of forget about how cool the top genuinely is, like how legitimately... Mm-hmm. You know, if you saw it, you'd be like, "Okay, that's a you know, you're an old fan." You know what I mean? But <laughs> is, is it too cool to be wearing in the gym? Because I, I had this conversation recently with, uh, mm. with I think it was, I think it was Brent when I was talking, doing my my uh, my story, yeah. and how like, I've got like Raptors t-shirts that I like to wear to the gym. He's like, "Don't do that, man. Save it. Keep, <laughs> keep it in mint condition." Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's gone through a lot already, so you know, I'm I'm way past that point of keeping it in mint condition. But <laughs> but the thing is, like, it, it actually has amazing longevity, so. Um, and I like wearing it out, man. I like wearing my jerseys. Like I don't. The only jersey I don't wear is one that's framed, um, which is um, an old UCLA jersey, which was a okay. which is a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar jersey signed by Coach Wooden. So oh, yeah, you don't wear that, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So which which I which was signed because I actually met him. So um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met John Wooden, which was incredible. So. Um, I went to UCLA for a year. I studied there for a year. And what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I went. I studied at UCLA for a year, and I used to play like there used to be something called the Pooley Pavilion, and beside that was the Wooden Center, which is where everyone just played pickup basketball, and a lot of the pros would play there. So like people like um, Jordan Farmer and a whole bunch of people would just play on the same courts, basically. Um, and then you'd end up just going and watch them because they're just ridiculous athletes. Um, but during my year there. John Wooden had written a book and so I bought the book but I also happened to bring my UCLA jersey and yeah. I showed it to him and he signed the book for me to Martin from John Wooden and um, and then also saw the jersey and at that point like he was really frail and he turned around to his carer, whispered something and she just turned around to me and she just went, he, re- he really likes your jersey and he wants to sign it <laughs> and he wants to sign it and I was like, oh, thanks. So I just handed it to him. And he signed it twice because he liked it so much, and um, now it's framed. Yeah, oh, really special. What a story, mate. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So, like, if my one of my dreams would be to actually have Green to sign that jersey too, because that would just be like the ultimate. But, but I'm pleased to have John Wooden sign it, man. He's the, you know, yeah. what they classify as the winningest. I don't even know if that's a word. The yeah, winningest yeah. college coach in, <laughs> you know, the winningest coach in, in NCAA history. So, yeah, man. Oh. It's awesome. Okay, uh, okay. Can, can can you tell us like more about your your, your year 
in America, like uh, UCLA. I mean, sure. How, 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 what, what was that like? What was, I mean, did you get to? I'm, sure, I'm getting. You must have seen like a shitload of basketball then in that year. Oh yeah. Well, not only that, but um, so I was in LA for a year, and then two years later, I was in New York for a year working. So, oh, yeah. Right. So, so I got both West and East Coast, which was pretty sick. So, yeah, West Coast was amazing because UCLA. Like, I was like your typical Brit, like, cynical about being a fan and, you know, just went to the games and I'm, like, seeing all these, like, really cheesy West Coasters, like, you know, cheering on their team. But mm. you give it a few months, I'm wearing the Bruin t-shirts, I'm in what they, <laughs> like, I'm in what they call the den, I'm cheering, I'm doing what they call the eight clap, which is basically, like, the, the UCLA yeah, charm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm walking around Westwood chanting, like, UCLA and, and you know, and screw like screw um, USC and all that stuff because mm. uh, that's a crosstown rivalry. But yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I go into Paulie Pavilion, I watch UCLA play, you know, during that year. And then I also got a chance to go to the Staples Center and I watched both the Lakers and the Clippers play. Um, okay. So that was incredible as well. And um, yeah, and actually during that year, which is also amazing, my sister was in Seattle, living in Seattle. So I actually saw the Sonics play that year as well. Wow. Um, and I actually shot I shot a free throw. So basically, there were a bunch of kids, probably about nine or ten years old. They were all shooting with like little balls, and um, and they were just shooting like these little basketballs into the hoop. And the game had finished, and I said to my sister, like, "Oh my god, I would love to go down there." And she's like, "Why don't you?" She's like, "Why don't you just tell them that it's your last day in Seattle, even though I was there for like a week, <laughs> and that you came just to see the Sonics play and like see?" And I was like, "All right, cool." So I went down there. The steward was like looking at me and just went, "Yeah, I mean, like, he's got an obvious accent." You know, he's clearly not from here. You know, he looks like an absolute die-hard Sonics fan because he's just dressed in all the shit. But I went there, and there were all these kids. And what's really funny, I, don't, I can't believe I'm actually admitting this, but I didn't quite understand the fact that it was a smaller ball and that the weight was different. And I shot an air ball on the Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> I, shot, I shot an air ball. And this dude was just waiting for me. And I was like, please, can I shoot a second? And they were like, nope. And I looked at my sister, and she's just absolutely dying with laughter. <laughs> So yeah, so I normally tell people I just shot a free throw. I don't tell people I shot an air ball. So yeah, there you go. That's an exclusive. It's okay. There's no judgment here to me. Thanks, man. I think most of us in the community would end up doing the same thing. <laughs> None of us are pro ballers. Yeah, but I just like it was just one of those things where it was like you know obviously the Sonics weren't weren't then going to be around for much longer, and it was just like oh man. Yeah. So then so that was LA, which was just incredible. And then, um, and then I also obviously got a chance, as I mentioned, to go to New York and I did a, a work study program out there and my work was near Grand Central. So I literally could walk across to Madison Square and, you know, saw the Knicks quite a few times. And yeah, that was pretty special too. So both places have um, a very, you know, a very strong place in my heart. And which is, which is what's really funny because, you know, really like Lakers or Clippers should be my team or the Knicks or anything, but I always had to be an Orlando fan, so... Loyal person. Yeah, and actually, during my... I've got... You're just bringing out all the stories now, but during my year in New York, um, my friend George came to stay, and he came to see me, and we went to... We actually played ball in, in like all the parks and stuff, and it was amazing. We went to see Orlando versus Knicks. Okay. We had amazing seats. We were like one of the 100 sections. Yeah, some really, really good okay. seats. And at the end of the game, I couldn't find my bag, and neither could George, and we were like, oh like someone's stolen them or something but actually it turned out that we spoke to a steward and they said well if the bags go into the like the main walkway they take them to security office because they may be lost or people might like it's a health and safety risk if people are need to get out or whatever it might be so we go to the um we go to the security office and as we go into the security office we notice that some of the players are starting to come out to see family and friends in the stadium because we were there for that long right okay so we go up i'm like George, are you like, are you seeing that the players are there, man? And he's like, and he's like, yeah. So as we're walking up, we're concocting this like idea about how we can get back into the into the garden. And basically, I looked in my bag. George is like, your jumper's in there. I was like, what? He's like, your jumper's in there. I was like, I was like, oh. So the security guy's like, hey guys, like here's your bag. We'll we'll show you your way out. And I went, oh yeah. my my jumper isn't there. And they were like, oh. And I was like, it might be back where we were sitting. So so we ended up, <laughs> we, we started walking back. We got escorted back into the garden. Stephen A. Smith walks past us. We're like, hey, what's up, man? Because we went through the players' tunnel. And then as we're walking past, uh, Steve, this is when Steve Francis was playing for Magic. Oh, yeah. And, and Channing Fry. And yeah, and basically we met the players <gasps> on the way back. And we started chatting to the players. And JJ Reddick was there. 
So yeah, it was oh, yeah, it was amazing, and we were like we were buzzing, and we so we took photos with them even though we weren't meant to. Uh, the players were really nice, and we went out the back to where you know the players leave out the garden, and there's all these fans. Yeah. And myself and George are just going there and like saying to the kids, "I oh, would like did you get to see the players?" And they're like, "Oh no, we didn't really get them." We we're like, "Oh yeah, well um, we did." And we just showed them some photos. Of, like <laughs> it was really mean. Like it was really mean. Yeah, but we were like, "There's no one else to boast to," so like let's just show these kids. Mate. Yeah, it's crazy. What you did was that like, the equivalent of the Sean Kemp yeah. taunt after a dunk, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was really funny, and then. Yeah, and as we were walking through the garden, I, I seem to remember there were some people that were walking past and they had clearly been in hospitality. I was wearing a JJ Reddick top and because I'm like, you know, like this slim white dude with short, dark hair, George thought it'd be really funny to tell them I was JJ Reddick. <laughs> and we're walking through the foyer and, and he literally bursts out, do you know who that is? <laughs> and I'm like, George, you mother. And I was just like, and they're like, what? It's like it's JJ, and they're like, and they literally had to. Li- they stopped and literally looked at me for about three minutes without saying anything, and then went, "Nah, is it? Nah." <laughs> we just carried on walking. I couldn't. I couldn't hold. I just had. I burst out laughing. Oh, yeah, mate, man. Should have milked it. I know. I know. I know. Definitely should have. I couldn't hold it in. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't do it. But yeah, man. It was um, some great experiences. I mean, have you have you been to the garden? No, I was no. I was meant to go last year, and then coronavirus oh. happened. It was the. I think. Okay. The day, no, a week after lockdown in the UK, uh, Raptors were meant to play in the Knicks. Uh, and I, mm-hmm. I had tickets, so I was meant to be going to New York to do some gigs and stuff. Um, sure. And yeah, cancelled. Oh, man. I, hope, I hope you get a chance because there's, honestly, like when people say there's nowhere like the Mecca, like honestly, the, the garden is just in the most incredible atmosphere. And you know, just before the pandemic hit, I managed to... I managed to go and see them play, and um, it was the first, I believe it was the first game of the regular season, so it was Atlanta, okay. it was the Hawks against Knicks, and yeah, it's just um, yeah, an incredible experience, so I hope I hope you get an opportunity to do that. Me too, mate, me too. Um, have, have you, have you uh, seen the Magic play at home? Do you know what, it's one thing that I, is still on my list, I've never seen Magic play at home, okay. I would absolutely love to do that. I've been, I've talked about it for a long time, but it just never... You know, it never occurred. Like a few years ago, or a couple of years ago, um, my brother, who's become like a really big NBA fan as well, mm. said, hey, look, let's let's go to a game. And we had talked about it, but the timing wasn't quite right. And so, okay. but to be fair, we saw Celtics-Lakers, so that wasn't too bad. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, Rondo hit a game-winning shot that game, and that was, a, that was the most insane, insane game. So I can't really complain, but yeah, it's, uh, it's 100% on my list. Like it would be, okay. it'd be like one of those kind of childhood dream things, you know, when you always think about doing that one thing. So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, I definitely. Okay, I knew ask a question then. Um, who's the best best player you've seen live? Oh man, uh, honestly, Kevin Durant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. Kevin Durant. Um, well, is he the best player I've seen live? I would say, okay, he was probably for me. He was the most inspirational and spectacular player mm-hmm. I've seen. I was very lucky enough to see the USA team play in the Olympics in London in 2012. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went to see them play a couple of times, um, once with my brother, once with my friend Ben, uh, who's massive in basketball too. He was was the point guard for my team, or shooting guard actually, and uh, for my school team. I just, I mean, like Kobe and LeBron and everyone else, like it was just amazing to see all these players, but... Mm. But Durant really made an impact on me. For such a tall, long, stretchy guy, mm. he has the most beautiful shooting form. Oh yeah, yeah. Ever, um, and I know, like, look, don't get me wrong, like all these others are have as well. But there was just something about there was just something about his game mm. that, especially compared to some of the other Olympic teams that were competing against USA, that just really hit home for me. And um, yeah, it was it was it was incredible. But I mean. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have seen a lot of really, really good players. Like, you know, I've seen Vince play. I've seen, I've even seen Jason Kidd play. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, and, and you know, I've, I've seen Kobe a few times, which was which I'm really lucky about. I've seen LeBron play. Mm. Um, I would really like to see, I'd like to see Steph play. Oh, yeah. That's definitely, that's definitely on my list too. I think, you know, for one of the greatest shooters of all time. Yeah. That'd be amazing. If you could see, I know that you're asking the question, but I figured I'd ask you one. Go on. If you could see one player playing a game that you haven't seen yet live, who would it be? Who's currently playing today? Yes. Uh, gosh. <sighs> mm, at this current moment, 
Who do, who do I really like or want to see play? I mean, LeBron, but then, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I, I think I would have preferred to see LeBron, like Miami Heat LeBron mm. in his yeah. pomp. Yeah. Whereas now, someone in their pomp. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a good question, <laughs> mate. That's a good... Uh, Turning the tables. I yeah. I, I mean, I was going to say Kawhi, but I saw Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, um, that's, that's amazing. Oh, who's a really good player who I really like. I want to Jeez. Someone, someone in their pomp at the moment, uh, man, like a Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah. That's a good shout. Yeah. So, someone young and dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, okay, that's a that's a good call. I'd like I'd love to see um well I have actually seen <laughs> I have seen <laughs> seen the play. I was just thinking, oh I'd love to see him play, but then I was like, Oh wait, hang on, I haven't seen him play. Okay. Yeah, who, no, who t- haven't you seen, mother? Hey man, no <laughs> <laughs> It's not like that, I promise. No, no, mate, it's cool, mate. This, this is great. I mean people <laughs> listening be like, What? Man, yeah. there's so many people who are who are gonna be listening to this thinking, I want your life. <laughs> well do you know do you know what's even you literally just reminded me is that actually do you know what's amazing is that I actually went back to UCLA after I'd been there and I saw Westbrook and Kevin Love play as well and again it's like one of those things when you see players and you're like you just um, you, you just realise what level they're at compared to everyone else mm. Mm. like mm. like Westbrook's athleticism hasn't changed since he was in college like it's just if anything it's got more powerful like it's just ridiculous Kevin Love, like, bless him and his journey. <laughs> but, you know, he was dominating in at UCLA. And, you know, he's still dominating in certain aspects. But he had amazing fundamentals for the game too. And, yeah, I mean, like, I know what you're saying. But I'm, I, I, I consider myself very fortunate that I got to see all these players play. And just experience basketball the way that I have. So, yeah. Yeah, mate. I mean, I mean we're, we're short for time. But I could, I could <laughs> ask you questions for hours because you've had such an amazing experience. This is a random question. As as a magic fan, okay? Yes. Just say like say you had I don't know you had magic powers, you could change one thing, but only one thing. In your time watching the magic, what's the one thing that you would change in the organization? Oh, oh my word. Okay, this is this could be a bit of a random one, but I would the ability the change would be the ability to keep hold of players that are actually good and mm. not doesn't affect the organization <laughs> the way that it has done. I mean, we have this kind of, we have this way of like bringing in players that, and then helping them rise to their potential and then they go off and they just do great things. Like, mm. and it doesn't even mean, it, it doesn't even have to be like a shack. Like, you know, I mean, this happened with Dwight Howard. Um, oh, yeah. Tobias Harris went off and, and you know, yeah. really turn, turned it on. To some extent, you could say Oladipo was the same. Um, oh, yeah. We have this thing of like, like kind of nurturing these players and then getting them so pissed off to a point <laughs> that, that they're happy to leave because there aren't that many wins and then and then they head off yeah it's 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 been it's been very very tough like i mean the teams and the nba i mean the way that it's structured i i like to think is is cyclical so at some point you know we will be back on track you know yeah everyone has their moments but i'm just mm-hmm. i'm kind of waiting for that time right now you just let yeah, me know when that I happens mean, yeah it's like, i'm saying you've been, been waiting a while haven't you <laughs> so too long man too long but hey what's a what's another year do you know what i mean <laughs> uh, no you know as, as a baptist fan i know um, listen before 2019 it was it was yeah it was it was a long wait for sure cold, for sure cold winters uh, yeah and, and the thing is like even raptors have had like amazing players right so you've had like vince you've had t-mac like a whole, you've had a whole range, but like it, it had to happen. Like there had, to, it had to be a journey. Yeah, exactly. And whether that was a change in thinking from, you know, the office and like Messiah or whoever it might be, mm. you know, the magic kind of had to, you know, I, I think that's kind of the point of why they just blew it, blew it up a bit, you know, when yeah. they trade when they traded everyone, because they just thought, okay, we we need to instead of just like moving a few things around, we really need to blow it up a bit. So. Mm. Yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. Michael Fultz was playing really well uh, a couple of seasons ago, and getting into it. Cole Anthony's great. You know, Mo Bamba's still young and still going to get involved. So, yeah, there's, you know, like I said, I'm, I like to keep positive. <laughs> yeah, mate. You know what? And when, when, it, when the, the good days do come, you'll appreciate it even more because you have so much of this lean spell. Oh, for sure, for sure. And hopefully, other people that know I'm a Magic fan and that I admitted to 
will also <laughs> respect the fact that I that I still say to this day that I'm a Magic fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not a bandwagon. He, he was there. He was. He I was, was there, the man. Doing the yeah. graveyard shifts. <laughs> yeah, look, the podcast is proof, man. I'm saying that right now. So in how many years people can go back to the podcast and say, actually, you know what? He was telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Got two more questions for you. Sure. Uh, well, two more challenges. So we no do uh, the uh, this, the starting five uh, challenge where you mm-hmm. choose your own starting five, which we'll get to. But before that, because you're a Magic fan, yeah. and obviously Magic are so associated with Disney, right? Mm-hmm. I would like to know your Disney starting five. Okay, you can have <laughs> any Disney characters from any Disney movies, you know that you've watched, whatever. But your Disney starting five. Who are you going with? Oh man. You know, that's that's a killer question. Okay. Starting starting five. Disney mm-hmm. characters starting five from any Disney yeah. character. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay, point guards. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go through positions. <laughs> See how this yeah, works go. out. All right. Disney my Disney starting five. All right, my my point guard is a natural born leader and that's gonna be Mulan. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, that's right. Warrior. <laughs> Can lead armies, right? Okay. Yeah, I feel like can slice and dice to the rim. Okay, you know, yes. maybe maybe nice. sword or not in hand. So that would be <laughs> that's my that's my PG. My shooting guard, I think, would probably be one of two. It would either be Aladdin because okay, mainly because that's my my most favorite Disney film of all time. Okay, <laughs> and I, had, cool. I, I had to give him something. So I'm like, <laughs> but also, I feel like he could get anywhere on the court. Because he's like he's very nimble, and yes, he is. And if at any point he he needs to get high up, he can just get a carpet to do it. So I'm just like, he's got oh, a magic mate. carpet, man. He's you got a genie. Thought about this. He's got a genie. Like, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh, I just... <laughs> yes, cool. So yeah, and it would be either him or Iron Man. Now, obviously, Iron Man is Marvel, but didn't Disney buy Marvel? So yeah, okay. Yeah, is that I all right? See. Can I say With that? With the loopholes, I see you. Can, can, can I say that? <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. All right, so I'm going to Iron Man because he's got incredible offense. So, boom, shooting guard. Okay. That, that's nice. that's him. Small forwards. Okay, small forwards. You need someone that's quite strong that can get up and down the court. That's quite athletic. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with again. By the way, this is really difficult question. So I'm now <laughs> I'm now giving you like two, two answers for every position. But, okay. but I, by the way, I hope do you do you have answers for this as well? Yeah, I've, I've got okay. five. Okay, cool. All right, cool, cool. All right, um, I'll, I'll speed up in that case. So, small forward, I would right. say either Tarzan because he's got mad bounce, oh, and he's strong. Nice thinking. And also, or, or Mister Incredible because like you need someone that's going to be quite speedy that can get up and down the court, maybe run the wing, like yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, nice. Okay. And and good at defense as well. And then there's only one power forward for me, I think, which is Hercules. Hercules is my power oh, forward. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, by the way, like, I've probably thought about this a little bit more than I have my actual side five. So, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> uh, so Hercules would be my power forward, I think, because he's incredibly strong. And, you know, he can, he can, if he needs to get in the paint at any point, he can. Yeah. Generally, like if you're going to beat a Hydra, you could probably do anything you need. The center, my center would be uh, the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Ah, okay. Yes, yes. yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because you know, like we need an animal down low. So, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. There you go. That's my that's... that's my starting five slash slash two reserves. Like my two my two benches as well. That so. that's a good starting five. I think so. I think so. It's, it's decent. What's what's yours? Okay, okay, mine. Well, you know what? There's, there's some like overlap, like in, in our okay, thinking right. stuff, right? So, point guard, I've gone for a well, while. I want someone who can, you know, create plays, a bit of magic. Right? Yeah, nice. So, I've gone magic, obviously, genie. Nice, Aladdin. nice, yeah. But then I could just have Aladdin because genie comes with him automatically, innit? Yeah, that's also true. Okay, shooting guard, I've, I want, again, someone, you know, laser sharp, accurate, someone, you know, who. When he's called upon, he's always there, always reliable. Uh, I've gone Buzz Lightyear. Ooh, nice. I like that. Yeah. Team okay. player. Exactly. Mate, he does anything for the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, small forward. But I thought the small forward, you know, they're going to be, well, running up and down, but on the wings, you know, 
you're dropping three points. You want someone who's, you know, who can, who can stretch the floor. So I've got Elastigirl from The Incredibles. Nice, nice. Okay, so, same so, family. Same, I like that. I like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have to jump. Just to stretch her arms and boom, done. <laughs> Power forward, mm. I've gone Scar from The Lion King. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Simply because I want someone who will do anything to get to the top. Like, he, my man will kill his own brother and blame it on his nephew. That's how much he wants to be at the top. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I've yeah, got yeah. Scar, and then center, uh, mate, snap. I've got Beast as well. Have you? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought, yeah, obviously. You know, I mean, he's he's gonna dominate. Who's who's gonna dominate the Beast? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. No one's gonna dominate the Beast. So exactly, you gotta have so, him in there. I mean, the only the other, if you were going to go down the marble route, is you have the Hulk, right? Oh yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, but I thought I'd keep it original, old school Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I, I like that too. I like that too. Mate, I, I mean, I, I, think... like, I say that, but I said Iron Man, so like, I can't. I don't have a leg to stand on. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think between our stand fast, mate, we've got eighty-two and zero. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't see anyone else. I mean, you know, I don't see anyone from Looney Tunes beating us. Oh hell no, mate! Listen, if that team um, had to play Michael Jordan in Space Jam, it would have been a totally different movie. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be a Disney classic. It'd be a, like a, a horror. <laughs> um, <laughs> The first Disney <laughs> horror. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to MJ, mummy? He's gone. Um, so, uh, guys, guys, listen. Um, if if you guys got a, a Disney starting five, uh, send it in. Uh, send it into NBA UK fans on Twitter. Uh, yes, yeah, send in your, your your Disney starting fives, man. I love to hear that. Um, all right, Martin. Before we go, right. So the main yeah. challenge, the proper starting five challenge, you get to name your starting five, any five players from any time that just means something to you. It doesn't have to be the best players, but it's the five that means something to you. And your starting five will go over to the next episode, and that would be the NBA UK fans, me, myself, and Basketball Podcast starting five. At the moment, so who do we have happen last? Uh, we had uh, Dan from Miami Heat, okay, mm-hmm. um, and he chose uh, all Miami players. So I, I think you'll be happy to knock off his players um, unless you choose uh, some of the same players he had um, Dragic uh, D Wade Jim Butler Bam Bam and Hassan Whiteside wow okay. that's a starting five I like so, it so uh, yeah over to you mate what's your, what's your starting five going to be well I've I've I did have a bit of an issue because I wasn't entirely sure like about my players and who I was going to pick I mean I know I'm pretty sure I'm very clear on who my shooting who my point guard's going to be mm-hmm. and my centre but apart from that, I'm in a bit of trouble. So I'm going to work it out as I tell you. <laughs> I'm going to work it out. So my point guard's going to be Penny. Okay. Definitely be Penny Hardaway. And Fernie. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he absolute legend. I think my shooting guard would have to be MJ. Okay, cool. Yeah, makes sense. Can't argue with that. Had, has to be. Although I would say, actually, that uh, I was very, very much thinking about Harold Minor. So Harold Minor... <laughs> was the Miami Heat player who won the dunk contest. And the reason why I was going to pick him is because he was on a poster on my wall in my room when I was a kid from a slam basketball magazine. And it is one of the most memorable posters. Like, I literally can't forget that poster. And it was one of the first ones I put up on my wall as a kid. So um, A magic yeah, fan with a Heat poster? What? I know. I know, I know. I mean, I had all these Orlando posters, but... Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like one of the hardest things was actually having the Houston Rockets Orlando Magic 94 tip-off poster mm. as well because I had that because it was like Orlando can get to the finals, but then it was also a reminder that Orlando did not win the finals. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> thanks, man. And also like Hakeem was on that and I was like, oh, it's a legend. Um, so like Penny, MJ, I would say... And so my okay, hold on. I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna write this down whilst I'm actually doing this with you <laughs> right now. Can you believe that I actually had more thought about my Disney characters? Um, uh, <laughs> so PG was was Penny. I'd say my shooting guard is MJ because I just it just has to be my center. I was going to say Kareem, but I'm gonna say Shaq. Okay, cool. Sha- I, obviously Kareem because of UCLA ties, but you know Shaq is Orlando too. And then I've got a small forward and a power forward to, to pick up. I'm yeah. going to put KG in as PF. Okay, cool. Yeah, if I'm allowed. Am I allowed to do that? Mate, you can do it. You make it up to you, man. You, do what I want. You choose who you want, yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are quite a few reasons for that, but uh, the sentimental reason is it was um, George's favourite player. 
and we we oh, both nice. we both loved KG. Like we both loved him. And one of my so on the and at the tournament, the banners uh, we have motivational banners, and mm-hmm. one of them says um, anything's possible, which okay. is which is a direct quote from KG. So I had to I have I had to have him in, and That's then ah um, oh man, small forward. This is tough, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, I had the same problem, mate. So yeah. Oh I, my god, who did I you pick as small forwards? Oh gosh, who's my small forward? Uh, I went for Ray Allen. Oh man, that's a good shout. Ooh, that's a good shout. Because yeah. I love the film He Got Game. So yeah, hey, me too, me too. I love that film. Well, I mean, if you're gonna do that, I'd say like my small forward would probably be like Wesley Snipes' character in White Man's oh, okay. Club. But no, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> what's, what's actual, this like Sydney? Sydney, yeah, Sydney, yeah. Sydney Dean, Sydney, your woman's <laughs> calling you. Um, yeah, my small forward would be. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put LeBron in there. Okay. I have to. Cool. I have to. I have to. Yeah, no one's gonna argue for LeBron. I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. Although I feel I, really. Although it was really tough because I actually really want to put Kobe in there. Like I really, because obviously for for the reason why I explained why I I absolutely love Kobe and yeah. you know and stuff about him, it was really difficult not to put him in. But yeah, it's all right. It's fine. Like I'll I'll decide between them during the next game and decide I mean, who I want to put, who I want to put in. <laughs> I mean, you've still got enough legends in there. I mean, Penny Hardaway, MJ, LeBron, KG, and Shaq. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? That's a quality thing. That's a good side. Yeah, I think that's all right. I I can I can, I can work with that. I mean, okay, so MJ Holland and look back at the previous uh, teams, uh, previous guests who'd have chosen MJ's come up a lot, Shaq has come up a lot, LeBron's come up a lot. Yeah, mate. Come on, uh, I don't think you know. I think your team is yeah. You got a good team. Solid, right? I'm amazing. Thank you, man. I I, pre- I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I, you know, I appreciate you coming on this podcast, Ben. And it's, it's it's been a good chat, man. I've, mate, I said I wish I could like ask you more questions because like your experiences in America <laughs> and stuff. Oh man, we have to get yeah. on again and so we could do like you know, uh, Martin, Martin Dyer. I'd love to, two. man. I'd love to. <laughs> I would be. It would be an absolute honor. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Well, thank you. No, I really appreciate it. If people want to find you, yes, if they if they want to find me on any socials, I'm I'm at Martin Diane M A R T I N D Y A N on Twitter um, and on Instagram as part of you know the uh, charity platform that I run. It's the GG three X three, and also you can find out a bit more about us on GG three X three dot com in terms of like what we do and our outreach in the community. But yeah. Thank you very much. Lovely stuff, man. Brilliant. Um, I, yeah, I highly recommend. Check it out, man. Good stuff you got going there, man. I said, I see your name, your brand, all over social media. So it's good to finally <laughs> chat to you, man. And, and likewise, likewise. Like I see you everywhere, <laughs> man. Like it's you know, it's it's tweets, it's memes, it's Instagram posts. I mean, you're you're everywhere. Like I hope, um, I hope now that the pandemic is um, slowly seeing your way that we get to see a lot more no, of you as well. Ho- I hope so too. I'm just going to go and call my agent and ask her what the hell's going on. <laughs> um, guys, thank you for listening, man. Um, be sure to hit up uh, NBA UK fans, NBA underscore UK fans on both Twitter and Insta. And uh, yeah, send us your Disney uh, starting five, man. I'm intrigued to know who you're going to pick. Until next time, I've been Nathan Kane. Take care, guys. Laters.